Welcome to the Lost Boys to Found Fathers podcast. I'm Will Haycox, and joining me is my co-host, Gabe O'Sullivan. We are men who suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who traveled the same journey. What's up, Gabe? Good morning, afternoon, and good night. Good to see you there, Will. Way to cover your bases. Yeah, man. Yeah, a little uh, Truman Show action going on there this morning. <laughs> I was watching... Um, Watching some Ace Ventura clips with my 11-year-old yesterday mm. uh, on YouTube. Still one of my favorite movies ever. So good. So, all right, we're not here to talk about movies, right? No, not today. So, yeah. So, we are in the... I want you to go ahead and talk about our series right here. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing a series on, you know... Tough, tough questions. questions. Yeah. Honest answers, yeah. Yeah, and so... We are basically just going through, we've already said this, we're going through one of Gabe's books. It's the first one, That Will Be Done. It's where he tells the story of his girls. And we are just picking some of the reflection questions that he's got at the end of the chapters. And these, you know, you might say we're we're taking the easy way out because we're just using him some material that's already made. But these are great questions, man. I've already said you need to get Gabe's book just to read it and then having these questions and having the chance to have them in front of you think over them you know on your own and not just listen to us read them out and then answer them i think it's something that will really help you in your walk with the lord it'll really help you process your grief and i can't recommend his book enough but that's what we're doing is just going through some of these questions and i think we've got two episodes already in this series so you can go back and listen to those and the book kind of goes through the story of Gabe and his girls and his wife and everything that happened with them. And then he talks about his spiritual journey through that and where he was mentally and spiritually and emotionally. And so it's pretty neat. You can see the progression there as, as things get worse, Gabe questions his faith and dives into, you know, why do I believe what I believe, right, Gabe? And so you have some of those questions that I know a lot of you guys have. I know I had, and then with the years of reflection he had before he wrote this book, you know, he's able to get to, to God honoring answers. And so I think that's something I would recommend to everyone. I have recommended to everyone who I've talked to about this. And so that's what we are today is just going through these. And just before we uh, leave you here and let Gabe tell us what we're going to talk about today, I want to remind you of the theme verse we've got of this, this whole series here is Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I want to say that <clears throat> I didn't even know that Will was going to choose that verse a couple episodes ago uh when when he did and it uh it was it's really kind of been working on me uh because i was in east asia in 2019 and we were sitting around with a group of guys in this country that were local believers and we were doing like a little bible study together or like a devotion time together I guess is a better way to say it and that was the verse that mm. that the guy wanted us to discuss and hearing these guys in this very difficult country that they live in uh, walk through that verse like it's that verse has been 
continually coming up for the past four years, mm. you know, and then when you picked that verse for for this uh, session, man, mm. I was like, holy moly, okay, Lord, mm. what are you, what am I still needing to learn from this, you know? Mm. So uh, anyway, thanks for that, because mm. uh, for some reason, mm. God had you pick that verse, and I'm still trying to kind of figure out <clears throat> exactly why. Mm. So yeah, we're going to continue with this series, this tough questions, honest answers, and uh, today we're going to be uh, on this episode talking about about Jesus. Hmm. Uh, if anyone should have had the full favor and blessing of God, mm-hmm. then it should have been Jesus, He's his son. He's God in the flesh. He's uh, perfect. Uh, no sin. You know, never any reason for any kind of punishment or discipline. Uh, yet, the Bible says that Jesus says about himself, son of man has no place to lay his head, hmm. right? He, uh, from all understanding, he was homeless, you know, just maybe lived in tents, maybe bummed, you know, a place off of people's, uh, you know, in people's uh, houses and uh, <clears throat> potentially never had a whole lot of <clears throat> money to buy food or necessities and uh, based on scripture. And then at the end of his life, instead of entering into this, you know, glorious kingdom uh, that all the disciples thought he was going to enter into. Mm. Instead, he's, you know, wrongly accused and <clears throat> beaten and tortured beyond uh, even recognition, as the Isaiah speaks of and promises that, you know, he was uh, marred beyond human likeness that, you know, you couldn't even tell he was a man anymore. They beat him so bad. And then they hung him on the cross and he died. Uh, and so we read that and we're like, oh, my goodness gracious. Like, that is not exactly what we would think uh, based on our current culture's depiction of what it should look like in our lives if we follow Christ. Mm. Because, unfortunately, our current culture says if you follow Jesus, everything's going to be peaches and ice cream. Mm-hmm. And everything should go well with you. You should have health, wealth prosperity etc mm-hmm. and uh that is uh if that's not the case when something bad happens to us then we start to question okay god why did you allow this bad thing to happen to me or to that person you know god i'm trying to follow you like i'm you know uh why in the world would you allow something like this to happen and i had those thoughts right i mean you had those thoughts mm-hmm. i talked mm-hmm. to a buddy the other day he's a lot uh his journey is kind of just starting a little bit. Uh, they've they've been through the situation only about a year, and so they're just a year into these these thoughts, and and they're right where we were, you know, at a time of like, God, I'm trying to follow you. Why did you let this happen? You know, if you're a good God, then how can I trust you? Uh, because it seems like you should not have allowed this bad thing to happen to us because we were following you. Um, so. That's a long intro to get us to this point where I want to first read Philippians 2, 5 through 11. And it says, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, 
that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a, a pastor, and I don't know how to exegete or break down all this passage, but a couple of things I do want to point out here is that Jesus is God, okay, and that even though that was the case when he came to earth, he didn't try to claim that, right? He was okay laying aside his his heavenly glory um, to also be fully human and being fully man because he had to be fully God and fully man in order to allow God's punishment for our sins to take effect in essence so that way we could be forgiven. So he did that not only for his own glory but for our ultimate glorification if we trust in him as our Savior. And if he hadn't done that, we'd be able to creep, right, because we wouldn't have any way to have salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he became obedient to death, even death on a cross. So Jesus recognized that he was going to have to suffer and die. And it's not that he was necessarily okay with that because we find that in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's praying, mm-hmm. right, that 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 this cup would pass from him. Like he didn't want to have to go through what he was about to have to go through. Mm-hmm. But in the, in the end, he was ultimately willing to do that. Um, and... He did this because he saw that ahead of him was this ultimate glorification and and he knew the outcome was going to he trusted God that the outcome was going to be worth going through the the challenge mm. okay and the difficulty mm-hmm. um so he was keeping that before him another scripture somewhere I can't remember where it, is, where it is but it says for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Hmm. So he had that understanding that God loves me. God has my pur- my greater purpose in his mind, even though I'm about to go through some stuff. And so he was able to keep that mentality and get through the hard times because he knew that God's character was that since he was his child, it was whatever God put him through was going to be for his ultimate good and glorification. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anything you want to add into that before we get in these questions? No, I think you did a great job. Okay. So I'm going to um, ask some of these questions and uh, I'm going to start here. It says, why do you think Jesus asked for the cup of suffering to pass from him? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think I agree with you. Um, I'm no pastor. I'm no uh, Greek scholar, but I mean, I think part of it is obvious. Uh, as a human, we don't like suffering. I mean, we don't like suffering even if it means, like, going to the gym sometimes, yeah, you know? right. Like that's, it's suffering <clears throat> for maybe not immediate benefit, but near immediate benefit. You know, within a few weeks, within a month, you can start to see differences. You can start to feel better. So, like, humans don't like to suffer if it means doing something that's mildly inconvenient to help us in the future or if it means you know whatever waiting five minutes to get something in line so when you go to real suffering when you go to pain and and heartache and and you know, trauma to your body and to your your soul everyone is averse to that and I think that that's pretty easy to understand there but then even further and ultimately what's more important is you know we talk about it. Everyone says, you know, Jesus was tortured and he was led into the cross and he was killed. Like, that's all true. Like, physically, he underwent a huge amount of torment. But also, you know, he 
took on the sins of all of humanity and he who was perfect and who knew no sin like the song says you know became sin and I don't know my, my wording I want to be careful with because I don't want to say something that's wrong you know but uh, went from for a time went from complete and total and perfect innocence to the bearer of all sin for all humanity you know was seen in the eyes of God as you know the one to pour his wrath out on and to punish all sin eternally and you know obviously none of us can can truly know this until judgment day but the wrath of God has got to be magnitudes more terrifying than anything we can go through um, and so you know Jesus like you just read in Philippians here you know or what you what you said before you know he was obedient unto death there's there's just an incredible amount of love there mm-hmm. that and, and submission and reverence for God to obey God in this you know as far as we can imagine the worst thing that could possibly be asked of Jesus is not go down suffer and die which is what you know humans what we see in our physical bodies that's the worst thing you know that happened to him was just being beaten and then dying and that is obviously terrible and painful but to be separated from God and just coming down here in in the flesh and then to be separated from God by being placed on the cross, having all the sins of humanity placed on him, that's something that we can't imagine, you know, until we are in heaven and, and have a more direct relationship with God than we do now. We can't even f- begin to fathom what it would be like to be separated from God in that way. And sort of bring this all back to what we're talking about, you know, I think the fact that Jesus submitted to that shows just the incredible love that he had for us the fact that god would put his son through this for our benefit shows just an unbelievable indescribable love for us and it shows that you know to the point of your your question you know why would this happen why would bad things happen to good people you know if i'm following god shouldn't my life be perfect you know Jesus was God and his life wasn't perfect. And so that's not said to say, get over it, but that's said to say, you know, we're not promised that anything's going to be perfect and easy. We're actually promised the opposite, that, that life is going to be full of trouble here if we're, suffer, if we're serving Christ. But just like Christ had the promise that when he went through this, when he was tortured, he took on the sins of humanity, he died, he was resurrected. You know, he had his ministry after his resurrection, and then he ascended back into heaven to sit at the right hand of God. He had that future hope, that future promise of where he was going to go back to heaven. And then he had the ultimate reason that he died was to glorify God through redeeming humanity. So he had that vision to look forward to the future and that hope and understand that it was worth it. And while we may not have the clarity that Jesus has, you know, we have the Bible, we have faith, we have the Holy Spirit that can tell us, you know, we have a future hope. If we've lost a child, we've been over this several times, you know, young children, infants, you know, we know we have confidence that they're in heaven. And so while it's heart wrenching to go through losing them, 
and it's something you know it's a cup of suffering we certainly would have asked and i know i did ask to pass for me and god this could be a great story but fix it let somebody else be the great story you know it's the kind of thing that i thought we need to have that same hope that same vision and that same trust in god that jesus had and through this time you know understand you know jesus understands he's he's been there he's looked at a situation and said god i'd really rather not (laughs) you know yeah but if if this is what you have for me i'll submit to you and you know i think that's the attitude we should have as well Mm, that's good man i think you know i think too like you said jesus has been there because he's asked for that cup of suffering in the past Mm. god's been there too we've said this before Mm. in previous episodes god knows what it's like to lose a child Mm. like Mm. he lost a child right he had to go through that and then um you know, people, somebody that might be cynical might be like, yeah, but then he raised from the dead and he got him back. Mm-hmm. So will we. Mm-hmm. If we, if our, if our lives are placed in Christ, if we mm-hmm. have faith in him, then one day we will get to be with our children again in heaven. Mm-hmm. But that's a, you know, that's a conditional statement, right? It's mm-hmm. if you have given your life to Christ, if you have repented of your sins and he is your Lord and Savior, then you get to be with your precious baby in heaven. Mm-hmm. If not, your, con- your suffering continues because you will spend eternity separated from God and from that child in eternal punishment. And mm-hmm. that's not me and Will's opinion. That's mm-hmm. just we're stating what the Bible says about that. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't given your life to Christ, we urge you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you one here, Gabe. So we've already talked about this a little bit, but how does it make you feel that the Lord Jesus went through the torture of the cross when he didn't have to? I think two two things that makes me feel um, it makes me feel very like appreciative for him for mm-hmm. doing that. You know, like like you you see these movies, right, where some old knight movie or something, and like this one knight, you know, like comes and like rescues another knight and basically lays down his life for for this other knight and then they both live right mm-hmm. he comes in and fights the the bad guy or the dragon or whatever and like puts his life on the line you know mm-hmm. to save his to save his buddy and then the buddy that got saved then is like i'm eternally indebted mm-hmm. to you right mm-hmm. that's this, the phrase they always mm-hmm. say and like i'll follow you anywhere and do it i mean that's the way it makes me feel right mm-hmm. about about god because mm-hmm. So he didn't have to do that for us. He could have just been like, you know what, this this experiment with these humans did not work. Forget them, mm-hmm. right? And then, uh, but he didn't. You know, he redeemed us, and so I'm just eternally grateful, right? And indebted to him, and want him to. I want my life to. I wanted to to show right that I love him, and I want him to do what it, I want. I want to do whatever he wants me to do. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I want to follow him wherever he wants me to go to the point that I pray that prayer every day Lord show me what you want me to do mm-hmm. today show me what you want me to do in my life you know is it different than what I'm doing like mm-hmm. I will do whatever you want me to do you know and I really want to mean that you know and, and say it because there's a lot of things I think I wouldn't really want to do you know mm-hmm. uh, but if you asked me to do it I'd like to think that I would be eternally indebted to him for that and I think the other thing that it makes me feel um, it makes me feel like like when I was having a lot of those feelings of like, oh, poor pitiful me, like, look what we went through and look what we suffered and this is so bad and like, God, why? And, mm-hmm. you know, we shouldn't have had to go through this and blah, blah, blah. 
then when I reflect on what Jesus willingly did for me, it almost like makes me think like, hey, dude, you got to suck it up. Mm -hmm. Like, look what your Savior did for you. Like, you can suffer a little bit for him because he suffered a whole lot for you. Mm -hmm. So almost it was like a check to for me to get over myself mm-hmm. and um so yeah it's like a, it's a blessing i feel i feel blessed i feel humbled i feel eternally in, in, in uh you know indebted to the lord and then mm-hmm. it also makes me feel like i need to suck it up mm-hmm. at times mm-hmm. so that's what it makes me feel mm-hmm. yeah all right anything you want to add on that no, okay that's cool. great all right so Another question, what benefits have come from Jesus willingly uh, going through the sacrifice of himself on the cross? So what benefits have you personally seen by Jesus willingly going to the cross? Well, I don't want to restate exactly what you said, but I mean, the ultimate, the most important thing is that everything we talked about on this entire podcast, you know, we have hope for our lives. We have a certain future we don't have to live, you know. I've got friends who are just, I don't, you know, I don't know what happens when I die. I guess, you know, I just go to nothingness. It just goes black like the end of a movie, and that's it, you know. And they act like it's no big deal. Maybe it's no big deal to them. Maybe that's the way they are rationalizing their understanding of their lives, and that's it. It's just they feel like they have a short period of time, and that's it. So that that's fine. That's their belief. Um, but just the fact that that we know you know the entire bible tells the story of god shows us his character and by the end of it you put it down and you're thinking you know this this story in the middle here you know this gospel story is the whole thing you know like it's Mm. it's the reason why the rest of the bible can mean something to us is it's not just a cool story i was a history major i've said this before on the podcast you know i like to read old stories i like to read you know the iliad and the odyssey and you know don quixote and all these old stories and they're really cool and they make you think about things and you know they can quote unquote change your lives and in ways that you can think about oh, people thousands of years ago hundreds of years ago thought this and so maybe i should reflect on that but the only story again air quotes that should change your life life is the bible you know it it has real lasting impact and the fact that jesus went and died on the cross took my sin upon himself was punished by god for my sin gives me a hope beyond today and tomorrow and you know eat drink and be merry for tomorrow i die or or 20 years or 50 years i die you know and that's it and so I think that's ultimately that's the, the hugest thing that we can't overstate, can't say enough times. But you know, even beyond that, that gives me the living out of that confidence gives me the ability to have a purpose in life and have a a meaning to what I do. And you know, like you just said, you know, ask you know, Lord, what should I be doing today? What should I be doing with my life? And it's not when you say that if you're a non-christian or if you're a christian that has drifted away a little bit it's easy to be like well yeah i think that too but then i just figure out the answer and i just do something or you know i don't know if there is an answer as to what i should be doing i just kind of do what i think is best and if you're a believer following christ you don't have to live in that you know the benefit that comes from 
Christ dying on the cross as an extension of our hope in the future is we can have certainty as to what we're doing now. We can have certainty that what we're doing now matters in raising our family and teaching them about the Lord, telling our friends about the Lord, being a good witness to Christ. And, you know, like we're doing with this podcast, proclaiming the name of Christ through our experiences. And if those are that you've lost a child, if that's, you know, I've been divorced, if that's, you know, I used to be addicted to drugs or alcohol and the Lord saved me out of that, you know, whatever it is, whatever your situation, your experience is, one of the great benefits that Jesus won for you through his death and resurrection is that that wasn't for nothing, that mm-hmm. God can use that, redeem that, and use you as an instrument to bring other people to him and pull them out of their darkness. And so not only has God saved you and saved your eternal soul, giving you hope for future, he's also chosen to use you as an instrument for bringing him more glory and, and helping and bringing that hope to other people. And I mean, I could go down and, and name this benefit, that's benefit, and, you know, and 15 others. But I think, you know, in the interest of this not being a three hour podcast, you know, I think I'll leave it at that. But I mean, we could do a, an entire series on benefits that Jesus won for us on the cross. But the, the most important one, the one that makes the rest of them matter, is that because he died on the cross, we have hope. So, yeah. Man, dude, that's awesome. I think that's where we should end this this episode because uh, mm. that's that says that says it all mm. yeah that's what mm. we're trying to do what we're doing you know so so thank you guys thank y'all for joining us today on the lost boys and found fathers podcast mm. uh, make sure you follow us on all the socials facebook instagram twitter it's uh, lost boys to found fathers uh and yeah, just type that in you'll be able to find us uh please check out my books uh, that will be done put a question mark at the end of that you can find that on amazon um, and then my newest one, Every Little Thing, Six Small Steps to Perfect Peace. That's on Amazon, Apple Books, BarnesandNoble.com, and on ChristianBook.com, mm, actually. Nice, now, nice. I found that. Cool. I don't know how that happened, but yeah, that's <laughs> super cool. Um, so, yeah, you can email us, too. Uh, what's the email? Yeah, it's just LostBoys2FoundFathers at gmail.com, all spelled out. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So, again, I appreciate y'all joining us. Let's remember not to be lost, but let's be found in Him.